Welcome to the motherhood journey. I am so glad that you're here. This is a space where we allow the daily joys and the tough moments to shape us and build us into the beautiful and powerful women that God originally designed us to be. Let's walk this out, mamas. Let's enjoy the journey of motherhood and see it as the blessing that it is. Hello, wonderful mummers. Welcome back to another podcast. I hope you are well. I am sitting here with the sun beaming into my house. Just finished my lunch, which was awesome, and the kiddos are sleeping. So I'm feeling very relaxed right now, and hopefully I can smash out an awesome podcast for you guys. Um, I'm talking about sourdough this week. Um, Just wanting to inspire you guys in how it's possible to do something that can seem kind of complex, like sourdough baking. Um... And if it's something you're interested in, how possible it is to do when you're a busy mum, you're spinning a few plates, um, but it has brought me so much joy and so much blessing to my family. So hopefully I can pass that along to you. Um, today I'm going to be covering the basics of what is sourdough, what's the benefits, what what is this thing that everyone's getting into, um, talk about the mother and how to care for it, um, and then I'm just going to describe some basic ways to use your sourdough, what you can bake, and some simple processes to enable you to use your sourdough regularly a few times a week um, without having to do the big fuss of maybe baking a loaf um, so that it can be a little bit more um, sustainable for you. Hopefully my tips and tricks and how I've been able to keep a mother alive and bake with it um, will help you. Um, Pre-note to all of this, I am not a pro sourdough baker at all. (laughs) If you want to know really specific fancy things about measurement and um, proper techniques, this is not the place for you. I'm sure if someone who's prone sourdough listens to this, they would be shaking their head, head a lot. But this is a place for you if you're a busy mom, but you are interested in sourdough and you can see it as something that could bring you joy and bring health and benefit to your family. And you want to just be able to kind of do it on the side while you're taking care of your kids and not put too much pressure or stress on it, then this is a place. <laughs> um, so I hope you enjoy what I'm going to say today. I'm just going to dive in. Alrighty, so some basics on sourdough. So what sourdough is, is um, it's kind of going back to the ancient way of how bread was made. So um, I don't remember when, but in the more recent times, yeast was invented. And um, yeast, you can just get in a little packet and you add sugar and water to it. It kind of bubbles away for 10 minutes and then you put that into your flour and it's what makes a bread loaf be able to rise. Um, But before they had that little simple process, they used to do sourdough. So sourdough is where you allow flour and water to ferment over time and then it's become something called a mother and it gets really good bacteria in it and it's like yeah a fermentation process that you then mix that into your flour and allow it to sit for eight hours 10 hours 20 hours whatever length you need for that recipe um to then allow it to kind of get into all of the dough and allow all of the dough to kind of ferment um and then, yeah, it allows your bread to rise and for you to make all sorts of yummy baked goods. Um, but the reason why it's really important and why it's really good and why I guess I really love it is because it's, again, going back to the original design. Um, and I think in our society, we've used yeast, which is great and it has so many benefits. And if you want to make bread with yeast, that's still so cool and such a blessing. But yeast is kind of like a... Um, like a cheat like kind of a quick way to do it because it doesn't actually break down um the gluten and the phyic acid within the grains to make it be able to be digestible by your body so things like grains and seeds and nuts have um a thing called phyic acid which is actually quite hard for your body to break down and it be- can become an anti-nutrient which means it sucks away other nutrients when you eat it um 
um, whereas when you do sourdough and you allow your bread to ferment for say eight hours before you bake it, it gets all that really good bacteria in it that is really good for your gut and it breaks down the phyic acid, um, which is hard for you to digest and it allows you to consume more nutrients um, through bread. So um, that's a reason why I really love it. I found interestingly trying to be more whole foodsy, when I would look at all the breads that are just sold in Woolworths, you think bread's a really simple thing and you think bread's a healthy thing, right? But if you look at the bread in Woolworths, I think I've not been able to find one brand other than when they make those special deluxe sourdough breads. One brand of normal bread that just uses yeast that doesn't have fillers and preservatives and added fake vitamins and um, soy. They all have soy um, in them. And so I would be so discouraged because you want your kids to be eating healthy and you want to eat healthy. But then if you just want a piece of toast, it's like one of the most processed things in my home, um, which is crazy. The same as wraps, um, all those kind of baked goods. They've put in so many things into it to fill it. If you look at the ingredients next time, you'll be amazed that there's so much more than just flour and water. Um, in those breads. So when you can make sourdough yourself, it literally has the sourdough mother, um, water, flour, and salt. Um, that's all it has. And so it's really pure. And, um, because you have done the fermentation process, it has all the nutrients that you need and it's easy to digest, which, um, I love. And it just really helps. I don't know. My kids have different little tummy things go on and, um, it's just very nice to know that the bread I'm giving them isn't kind of clogging them up or just filling them with, um, simple carbohydrates or processed white flour but another form of nutrients to them which is really cool um so they're just kind of some of the benefits of sourdough um that's more on a a health thought um, process but I also am sharing this in a motherhood podcast because I don't know if anyone else there is like me but when I put my apron on and I'm in the kitchen and I'm like spending my day like coming back and tending to my dough and like I bring out the oven and I have like soup and like fresh bread it just fills my heart so much especially in the winter time just having that as a process that I pour into once or twice a week when I'm making different things it just really makes me feel alive and like who I want to be like I just feel like such a mama bear with my apron on and flour on my hands and um it's such a delight and it's just really cool also to show your kids how things are made and to to bring you back to making things from scratch a lot more and slow you down and get you to be intentional about what you're eating and what you're making and appreciate it because um it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of work to make a sourdough bread so it just brings me a lot of joy. It, it, I don't know. I connect with God on it in who he is and what he created. And um, maybe you could too. Alrighty. I'm going to share what the mother is and how to take care of it. So I shared a little bit before. Um, you can either make mother yourself. Um, just look online and you can find um, how long to leave it and how often to care for it. But as I said, it is literally flour and water that has fermented um, over time. So we actually got our mother from my husband Brad's uncle who had who got his from his brother that was like 40 years old or something which is incredible that this mother has just constantly been fed for that long um and yeah to care for it you pretty much just okay so if you're going to be pro you measure everything you measure how much weight the mother in the jar so that's the flour and water that you've gotten now that's fermented how much that weighs and then you measure out if you like, there's a lot of processes you can use, but the main one is like doing like a hundred percent. So you would measure that. Then you would measure that exact same amount in water and the exact same amount in flour and then mix it all. Um, 
and that's called feeding it. But if you're like me, I just look at how high it is in the jar and I go, hmm, that's roughly this high. I'm just going to add like flour that kind of matches that same height and then just dose it with water until I like the consistency that I've gotten used to. And I just do that and it seems to work. So, um, that's as simple as it is. And you can either feed it every single day, but when you feed it, it will double. So when it goes through the fermentation process, it you, you kind of mix water and flour in to make it kind of like a bit thicker than a gluggy porridge. It'd be more like, I don't know how to explain it. I think just a bit thicker than that. Like just kind of yeah, I don't know, kind of thick, kind of watery. Um, but it's not like a soup. It's not like liquid. It's like kind of like, yeah, thick. And yeah, you can mix it. Yeah. Either feed it every day or you can feed it once a week It's probably the maximum you could leave it and you'd have to put it in your fridge. But, um, yeah, you put those two portions in, you mix it up and then we will double in size and it'll get holes all through it and look beautiful and fermented of what you would see a mother is on. I don't know. You can look at it on Google images. Um, and then, you know, it's ready to be used. So around four to six hours after you fed it, you know that it's ready to be used. Um, it kind of doubles and then it starts sliding down again. And if it starts sliding down, you want to kind of use it before that happens. Um, but for me, I often just feed the mother the night before, and then I'll know in the morning it's ready to be used. So, um, it's honestly very, very flexible. And again, you can talk to people and they'll be like, no, the exact time. And it needs to be in this temperature and then it's active. And, um, but yeah, for me, I just usually feed it either a few hours before or the night before and use it. And it seems to work out well. Um, but yes, yeah, so you either leave it on your bench and feed it every day, or you have to put it in the fridge between feedings because it is alive and it has got bacteria in it. Um, so if you're not feeding it at least like every 12 hours, um, but then you would have to be using it quite a lot because it keeps growing um, because it doubles each time, then you would put it in the fridge. So often I'll take it out, feed it the night before, use it the next morning and then put it back in the fridge because I've used it for what I needed and then I'll bring it out again a few days later. That's not optimal for its health. Optimal would be to maybe feed it like two or three times before you need to use it and some people even discard it. So they'll feed it, then discard half of it, feed it again, discard again just to be growing that bacteria in until it's what they need. But there's also so many recipes you can use that discard for to not throw it away. Um, And often I'll try and double things up. Like I might feed it the night before, use it the next morning to do my bread loaf, um, but then feed it and use it that afternoon to make pancakes or the next morning to make pancakes or something like that. Um, Making sourdough discard pancakes is such a blessing to our family. And I'll share that a bit later when I share a few recipes that we do. Um, that's the main ways you care for it. Um, sometimes the jar will get dirty around the edges because you're scooping up the mother. And so every like few weeks, I'll change the jar and put it in a clean, new clean jar. Um, but that's it. I feed it every few days and I use it every few days. And even if I'm not going to use it and I'm just having a break, I'd still bring it out of the fridge and feed it once and then either discard that or make something simple and then put it back in the fridge. Um, I just find if you leave it in the fridge longer than a week, it can kind of get a bit of a gray film on the top, which you can scrape off, but it will then start going bad if you leave it too long. But it is, it is very hard. I find to kill our mother if we follow those basic rules of feeding at least once a month. Um, So it's really cool and you can play around with it and see it grow and be strong and healthy and it's really fun. Alrighty, I'm going to share with you guys a few ways that I use it. So every week I bake a sourdough bread loaf um, and then every week, probably twice, I do sourdough pancakes in the morning for breakfast and then also once every week we make sourdough pizza on a Friday night. 
and my husband does that. So I kind of do a loaf once a week. My husband does sourdough pizza once a week, which I don't have to do anything with. And then I probably make pancakes. I do a super simple basic recipe, which I'll tell you in a minute, um, to be using it up that way. The other ways that you can use it, that there's so many, but the other basic ways that you can use it is that you can create English muffins, which is something I do every few weeks because they are just so easy. They're like bread, but like little mini rolls and they're like half the work, less than half the work. They're so easy. Um, you can also make banana bread, cakes, muffins, just the normal things you would make, but you make it in this longer process um, through fermentation and then it's just easier for your bodies to break down. Um, another main way that we use it regularly, like maybe every week or second week, um, is we make all of our wraps and our naan breads for curry and um, bread rolls out of sourdough, which again, I love simply because I try and be more whole foods and I find wraps also have even more ingredients than bread does. Um, and sourdough tortillas or wraps work out so well. They are like easy to make and super soft and flexible. So we find that's really good. I've actually got um, my sourdough tortilla, is it the name? Oh, I don't know. Burrito mix sitting there waiting for tonight. Um, and then you can also use it for your rolls, bagels I've made, um, cinnamon rolls, um, donuts, just all that fun stuff. You can play around and, and make really yummy treats that have that kind of nice sour taste. And I find also with our bread, it's so awesome. I haven't been able to get a huge spring on it yet. Like it comes out as a good loaf, but I want like that really crazy spring like sourdough does, but it just tastes so good. Like it has that sour taste and it also just has a really nutty taste from like the proper good whole grains that we get. And it's got holes all through it and it's just crusty on the outside and like soft and moist on the inside. There's nothing better than pulling out a fresh baked loaf of bread and cutting into it and slathering butter all over it. It's, it's a good thing. <laughs> um, alrighty, I'm going to explain to you basically how to make a sourdough bread, how to make the pancakes and how to make um, English muffins um, because I just want to inspire you in how some of these processes can work. I'm going to do a very brief overview that you wouldn't be able to then write down and, and do a recipe from, but I'm going to tag in my Instagram at the motherhood journey Instagram. Um, yeah, different accounts I follow and recipes that I use um, that you can go on and have a try if you want. If you live close to me, feel free to come grab some of my mother. If not, you can even buy some online, dehydrated and bring it back to life. Or I'm sure you can reach out and find someone you know who can grab some mother from um, and just have a try and you know what even if your mother dies because you just make a few things and it doesn't work then it doesn't matter like we had a mother probably three years ago and we used it for a few months and then I think I had my baby and it just died um, and we really didn't do well like we, we could not figure out sourdough pizzas oh my goodness they were a flunk most of the time like they would not work at all and then our breads were like okay but not really great and so we didn't have enough momentum to keep using it whereas now I reckon because Brad's figured out an amazing sourdough pizza recipe that's so easy our bread's pretty good stock standard and I also use it for pancakes um because of those things we're just using it regularly and we're in the flow now and so we got new mother and we started again and it's honestly just part of our life now and just super super simple um, so I'll share the pancake recipe first because that's a fun one so there are pancake recipes that you can make where you do the long ferment. So I would make it the night before at the flour mother. And then in the morning, add a few more ingredients, cook them up. And they are the fluffiest, best pancakes I've ever had. Like when I make normal pancakes now with just like flour and eggs and, and milk in the morning, it's like 
gross compared to how beautiful these pancakes are. They're fluffy and light and crispy and my husband loves them. So whenever we have a birthday or something, we always do them. But they're not the pancakes I'm talking about that I usually do. On a weekly basis, so every Saturday morning, then maybe one other day of the week, I make pancakes that are from um, Lisa from the farmhouse on Boone, uh, Boone Street, um, her YouTube, which I'll try remember to tag her. But what they literally are is however much discard you have in your jar, so however much mother you have in your jar that you want to get rid of, I just feed it the night before and just use it. It's like usually like a cup. And then two eggs, a squirt of honey, um, a teaspoon of bicarb soda, and salt and a dash of oil mix it all together and chuck it straight onto a really hot skillet and they come up as really yummy simple pancakes and what I love about them is that I haven't had to do anything the night before any preparation I mix it together like I would normal pancakes but they are completely fermented because they're just mother Um, and so I know that my kids even though they're eating pancakes they're having such gut loving um, grains to start their day and I don't even have to be like oh I feel a bit bad they're having pancakes it's just like this is actually good for them it just has protein from eggs good honey and good um yeah mothers it's awesome so that's a really easy one that's what I do that's all it is um and then my um English muffin recipe is that I just mix together the mother and flour um the night before or the morning and then once it's time to make it I forget the exact ingredients I don't know if it's an egg I add in the other few ingredients or I can't remember now oh I'll have to tag it (laughs) sorry um but yeah I I literally then I, I mix things together in the morning then I don't do anything with it I don't need it I don't fold it I just leave it then I add the rest of the ingredients at night and then I just roll them into 12 balls cook them on a low skillet for 10 minutes. Um, They just rise to double the size on the skillet and then they're kind of like flat kind of bread rolls and you just cut them open and you can like put like butter and jam or Vegemite or um, eggs and bacon and they're super simple. We also do that with our burrito recipe. Like I literally mixed together, um, it was like flour, mother, water, um, ginger, apple cider vinegar and milk, mix it all together and kneaded it for two minutes and then I've just left it in the bowl all afternoon. And then when my husband comes out of work, I'll make the main portion of our burritos tonight and he'll just stand on the side, break it into like 12 little balls, flatten out with his hands and chuck it on the skillet, cook it on each side for a minute and then just do a bit of a um, construction line of putting them all through and um, we'll have fresh burritos for our dinner. Super simple. Um, Now to explain the bread recipe and then I will be done with this podcast. Um, Hopefully this has all made sense for you. Um, So for my bread, I'm actually using um, a recipe from an Instagram account called Ballerina Farm and I will um, link her. She's incredible. Um, How it pretty much works is that I firstly mix the mother into water and then mix the flour in. Mix it all together with my hand in the bowl, leave it for 30 minutes to auto-lease, which is breaking down those grains um, before it gets to the next process. And then I will come back after 30 minutes, add salt and a bit more water, break it down with my hands again, mix it all up, leave it for another 30 minutes. Once that's done, I'll come and do a thing called a stretch and fold, which if you follow any YouTuber who will teach you how to do this, they'll teach you how to do stretch and fold. But it's pretty much lifting one side of the dough up on the ball and flapping it down to the other side, turn it around, pull it up, flap it down and do that four or five times around the ball and then you cover it again and go away. And you do that like three to four times over the next two hours. And then once that's done, I then leave it just leave it sitting there for like six hours on the bench or however long it is until it's doubled in size. 
And then I put it on the bench. I do a thing called shaping, which again, you'll have to see, which is just a form of rolling it up and making the outside skin of the ball tight which takes two minutes. Then I put it into, I leave it for 20 minutes, then I put it into a proofing bowl and then you can either leave it, I put mine in the fridge for an hour or two as that's what the recipe says. And then once I'm done, I put a uh, um, cast iron pot into the oven, turn it on to 230, let it heat up completely. Once it's super hot and the oven's preheated, I take my dough out of the fridge, plop it straight onto a baking paper, slice the top of it um, to just let it spring a little bit um, with a knife um, in any pattern you want. And then I lift up the baking paper, pop it in the pot, put the pot with the lid on in the oven for 20 to 30 minutes. Then I take the lid off and let it cook until it's super brown and take it out. And that's it. Done. So you can hear there are a few little processes and you need to learn a few little simple techniques. But other than doing a few things in the morning while I'm just like cleaning or playing with the kids, I then leave it all day. And then I have to do a few little things at the end of the day. Now that's a very easy recipe. There are recipes where you have to be kneading it for 10 minutes and then doing things throughout all of the day and or two days and put in the fridge and there's so many recipes out there but these this type of one where you just do a few stretch and folds and then leave it for a bulk ferment has been the one that's definitely been possible for me as a mama and um yeah I'll link all these recipes and videos so that hopefully you can just look around and get inspired and see what you might want to do but it's so fun to like just make bagels for my family or I made um hot cross buns for Easter and um you just do it as a little hobby and you like the cool thing about sourdough is that you need to just touch at it for like maybe two minutes and then you walk away. Um, so it is possible to do when you're kind of taking care of kids when you just get into the rhythm of it. Anyway, if you, if any of this made sense to you and you want more information, contact me. If none of it made sense and you feel more confused, confused about sourdough, I'm sorry. It does take a long time. Like I did honestly play around with it for like a year and then fully it failed. And then I had to start again. And I follow a lot of different YouTubers and Instagram people who just teach me many different tips and tricks to just understand what elastic dough feels like and and what it feels like when the gluten's broken down and how to know if your mother's well fed and all those sorts of things so it's a learning journey but maybe a fun one for you like it's been for me I hope that you are blessed and I'm just gonna pray for a general prayer over you mamas and you can continue to live your day um Jesus thank you for these mums thank you that I get to connect with them in this little way over a podcast. Um, I just bless you, mamas, and I bless you even if you're not a mom. You are so welcome and so known in this space. And I praise you, Lord, that each one of us is living our own stories alongside each other. And um, you care so much. You are so interested and you are so big and sovereign and mighty. And yet you know every hair on our head. You care about every thought on our mind and you want to bring us to more freedom and more fullness and more joy in you, in living alongside and intimately with our creator. You are amazing. You are good God and I worship you and I pray for strength and energy and love over everyone listening today. Thank you for your goodness, Jesus. Amen. If you enjoyed tuning in today, subscribe here and connect with me over on Instagram where you can DM me or find my email as I'd love to connect deeper and 